Testing, testing, bitches. Fuck, 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 fuck. I'm a little hyper and hot because I just drank a whole bunch of coffee right before doing this. It's only my third cup of the day, so have no fear. I probably should have no more. So the trick that I've used so far, thus far, in recording this podcast and not getting nervous, <laughs> this is a little vortexy of me. Um, I pretend like I'm in a room full of my dead grandmas, dead aunts, dead uncles, dead, all the dead old people that are in my life that are related to me that are um, rooting me on. That's who's in the room with me right now. That's the energy that I'm speaking through and from just kidding, but not like I just feel it. It's not even a thinking. It's a knowing like when you have ancestors or people you love that have passed and like you can just feel their energy. So I call to them sometimes when I feel too anxious or too nervous to do this podcast. I'm like, okay, guys, you're my audience. My family is my audience. Let's use all of our DNA together to make sense just for like 45 minutes. Can you help me out? And I swear to God, they love it. I swear to God, they all come down. We're playing bingo. No, we're probably playing something to do with money. No, they're just sitting in a circle around me. Like I literally envisioned this. Whoa. Do you guys think I'm weird? Hold on, I'm talking to them. Do you guys think I'm weird for telling them that? Am I weird for telling them our secret? Okay, it's fine, it's fine. They said it's fine. London has claimed me as its girl. I'm a London girl, it's my city. I didn't claim it, I'm just in love with it. So when I go there, I feel refreshed. I honestly feel like I go there when I'm like malnourished and I come back nourished for months and months and months. And I used to even tell people like, the reason why I would rather save up for months and go out there for months is because it gives me so much energy for months when I come back. I had this feeling that after the breakup, after, you know, currently, you know, talking to this therapist, coming out of isolation, I think that going to London's a good idea for my content, for my engagement, for my community, um, because also I hadn't been posting that much at all in the past two years. But there's a problem. Well, not necessarily a problem, but this time I go to London, it doesn't end up so good. It does not, it doesn't end up good. The day I'm flying back, I'm flying back with a bloody um, hand, a bloody right hand. I'm right-handed. Going on an international flight with a bloody fist is not fun. And that sounds so dramatic, um, but it's not that dramatic. I just had a motherfucking panic, panic attack in the middle of um, London. And um, that's what we're going to talk about because every other time I go to London, it's amazing. Last time I went to London, I ended up at this random red carpet party on a balcony with Lady Gaga, uh, Samuel Hayek, and Adam Driver literally right beneath me. Jared Leto right beneath me. This past time I went to London, no. Come back with Bloody Fist. What the fuck? Ace, what the fuck? What happened? Listen, I'm still asking myself the same thing. What the fuck happened? And I think I only just in the past two hours uncovered what the fuck happened. So let's get into it. What I want to fucking talk about is your sparkle is your spirit. Aww. The second that I wrote out that, it gave me energy to talk about this. So I'm very passionate about talking about this, okay? I'm passionate about talking about this because I'm realizing this is kind of slightly turning into a self-help podcast. It might not always be. It might not always be. One day we might be in the sewage drains just because. <laughs> but for now, today we are going to talk about another kind of heavier-ish topic, but not because it has a good ending. Um, the bloody fist wasn't the ending. That was the end of the fucking beginning, baby. That's a good way to put it. That's the, that was the end of the beginning. That was the end of that life. So I was alone a lot this week making this vlog. 
hanging out with my cats as per usual, my favorite thing to do. And um, I was listening back to the past episode. And at the very end, I say, you know, no more energy vampires, no more not respecting our boundaries. But then I was like, do you guys even know why I'm saying that? Like, do you know what actually happens? It's not that you're just going to be depleted of energy if you're around energy vampires and you don't respect your boundaries. It's that you're going to fucking die. You will die if you stay around the narcissist. And that doesn't even mean you on your physical, your physical realm. It means your spirit, your soul. What is an energy vampire? Let's start there. As soon as you Google energy vampire definition, there's something that comes up called psychic vampire. Is this right? Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, okay, wait, huh? A psychic vampire is a creature in folklore set to feed off of life forces of other living creatures. That is exactly what an energy vampire is. Okay, so this term, psychic vampire, energy vampire, maybe it is folklore, maybe Taylor Swift sent me here. The term can also be used to describe a person who gets increased energy around other people, but leaves those other people exhausted or drained of energy. Let's go, let's just go ahead and go to this thing called Psych Central again, because it proves to be relatively valid when it comes to actual advice, I think at least. All right. So according to Psych Central, energy vampires are people who drain your emotional energy, whether intentionally or not. And please keep in mind, this has a lot to do with my London um, vlog and why my hand was bloody at the end, but also just a lot fucking more to do like with everything. So this says... Feeling emotionally drained after talking with a friend, colleague, or family member? After spending time with them, do you always leave feeling anxious or irritable? You may be dealing with an energy vampire. There are lots of reasons why people develop energy draining behaviors, such as mental health conditions, certain attachment types, and past trauma. Some people, including empaths, are more susceptible to being emotionally drained than others. Once you've identified an energy vampire in your life, you can develop ways to protect yourself and your energy, such as setting boundaries and getting comfortable with saying no. Um, let's just go ahead and keep reading because I think this is super important for you to know what this is. Energy vampires will fucking ruin your life. So do you see what I'm saying? Like even this definition says that they take the life out of you. Someone is taking from you life force. They're taking your life out of you. You often feel overstimulated after hanging out with them, fatigued, stressed. For example, we all know that one friend that's just like fucking boy crazy or the one, um, you know, girl crazy, whatever. We all have that one friend that constantly um, injects drama into their own life, kind of like on purpose through these like extreme situationships that are off and on and off and on and off and on someone like that someone who's like that and who's constantly around you they can honestly be an energy vampire because they're not realizing how all fucking consuming their topics of conversation are and how draining that can be but energy vampires are also a branch of gaslighting narcissism all of that fun shit right so jasmine cobb lcsw a trauma therapist from tyler texas explains energy vampires are often codependent personalities. This means they gravitate towards others for need fulfillment, for need of fulfillment, and find it challenging to be self-sufficient. I think that this is actually the number one, the number one indicator, the number one indicator in any way, shape, or form of an energy vampire. Codependency, codependency. If you're codependent, don't be around me. Do not, it's not gonna work out. I can't handle codependent people. I don't know why 
my ex-partner just being so honest he was so fucking codependent some of my past friendships so codependent bro i can't respond to you sometimes i can't be here for your every need but when i was in this relationship i was so today we're just gonna get really fucking honest about um our relationships about our energy vampires and about how that can take the fuck away from your sparkle energy vampires suck the life out of you either intentionally or not and they suck the sparkle out of you listen your sparkle is your spirit your sparkle is your adhd your sparkle is your fun we don't want to lose that we can't lose that just it's like that's the childlike part of you that should that keeps you happy that keeps life worth living because it's hard out here how do you stand up to energy vampires you stand up to energy vampires um even according to the psychcentral.com and in my own experience you stand up to energy vampires in one way and one way only and that is through assertive communication assertive communication can um, look like asking for space and it can look like boundaries and it can look like learning how to say no but as soon as I saw Psych Central even suggest that assertive communication is how you rid of energy vampires, I immediately asked myself the question, okay, well, what if you don't know how to assertively communicate? Because as soon as I start to think about this stuff, just, you know, it's hard. It's hard talking about it because trauma is hard talking about. Not hard as in sensitive. I mean, yes. But I think I'm kind of past that point, which is why I'm cool about talking about it. But hard, but isn't difficult. It's difficult to, like I said in the beginning of this, it's hard to retain the information. It's hard to remember what happened. It's hard when you like go through this psychological trauma, you have to kind of relearn everything. So let's say you're in a situation with an emotional vampire for a long fucking time. We know that energy vampires suck the life out of you. They suck the sparkle out of you. The sparkle is your childlike energy that helps you go and helps keep you happy. Well, when you don't have that, you also don't have the same vocabulary. Your vocabulary starts to dwindle. It becomes limited. And in some ways it even becomes isolated in itself because this is hard to say, but like I found myself kind of going mute a lot towards the end of my relationship and um, even in a few um, friendship situations. And that's not who I am. <laughs> that is not who I am. That's not who I am. That's not who I am. I like to solve things through communication. I like to talk it out. I like to text it out. I like to talk, 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 talk. Let's talk about it. So as soon as I realized I was mute, which also, it, it was just really alarming. It was really alarming to me. They say that the first thing you do is assert your communication. Well, what the fuck if you can't communicate? What do you do then? What do you do? Like when you're coming out of these traumatizing situations, what is English? It's like you're given like a handbook, a mental handbook of words, and you're searching for more. Like you like you're trying to find any other words you possibly can, but words don't retain. They don't stay. Therefore, when you're in these long drawn out situations with energy vampires, where when you're with them for a long time or in the room with them for a long time or even in a really long conversation, it can be confusing to even remember what the fuck you did yesterday. Because these people are so draining. They're so all about themselves. They're so, you know, you're on eggshells around them. I think that I want to just very specifically talk about energy vampires because all of this healing doesn't happen without awareness. Going back to being mute, I think this is big. Not only is this alarming, is it incredibly alarming? I think it happens to a lot of people. On top of that, people pleasing. 
Like, what if you're a fucking people pleaser and you don't know how to say no? You don't know how to assert your boundaries. You don't know how to assert the communication. You don't know the right words to use. So it's like, what if you don't know the right words to use on top of being a people pleaser? That's how you die because you don't know how to assert your boundaries. But I think that it's like, it's just so important for me to note that because psych central immediately goes into assertive communication but assertive communication is a whole skill in itself it's a skill that is a ritual it's i'm still there i'm still there so finding your vocabulary can be freedom like finding people that talk the way you understand freedom um even finding like influencers who talk the way that you do freedom because if you're in a really isolated situation with an energy vampire who's just constantly taking energy from you and here's an example of like maybe a roommate or a friend or a partner like a way they can take a lot of energy from you let's say they have no where to go in life they have no fucking idea what they're doing in life they have no life plans but you do like you and this is just real for me like I'm obsessed with future planning I which is also why I have to be obsessed with present moment because duality but I'm obsessed with future planning so I've had people my past partner come to me like over and over and over again I'm just gonna just be you know I'm just gonna be fucking honest this is a situation between my past partner and I he would come to me often like all the time um, because he didn't know whether he wanted to be a chef Um, he didn't know whether he wanted to be an artist you know he didn't know what he wanted to be and that's totally fine you know as most people don't most people don't know who the fuck they want to be what they want to be but it's the mapping and the planning that I think is so fun and the analyzing and the steps and the process and I can sit there and do that forever like I love doing that so it's like let's say this person or even a friend like I've had other friends come to me say I want to be a copywriter and I'm like okay oh my god what are your skills how do we do this how do we figure this out for you because that can happen anything can fucking happen I really truly believe that anything is possible if you put your mind to it like I really do but there came a point and there comes a point um, not in just situation with my partner but a situation with friends where they'll come to you over and over again and you give them your advice and you give them your time and they don't do any of it like no action whatsoever but then they come to you again in a couple months with something new and they expect you to help them again, just like you did before, because you gave you gave them a little bit of boost. You gave them a little bit of confidence. Uh, you gave them an ego stroke to say, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. Here's how you're gonna do it. And um, I've had people come to me over and over again and not follow through with anything. That's so draining. That we're, That's just, it's incredibly exhausting and incredibly draining. And what can even kind of come out of that is, eh. Not that gaslighting can come out of this, but I think that in my situation specifically, we would have long drawn out conversations where the conversations would last hours and hours and hours because we were both good at communication and saying, okay, let's talk it out until we would fucking go in circles. Let's talk it out and figure out how we can solve this right now if we can. And um, these conversations became so long, they would start with the subject, the person, And they would become so long that I would even forget some of the things that we said in the middle of the conversation. So then let's say um, my partner comes back to me or a friend comes back to me and they're like, oh, da da da, you said to do this. And I'm like, what? I don't remember saying that. That doesn't sound like me. But the person is like, no, you're the only one I've talked to this topic about. Like you had to have been the one to say it. And then I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I must have that doesn't really sound like me, but I guess that kind of does sound like me. I mean, I remember having that conversation. I remember kind of saying something like that, but I don't, I didn't think I said that, but okay. And there became so many of those situations 
whether in this partnership I'm talking about or a few different friendships I'm talking about too. I became so confused at what I said and what I didn't say. And I was giving away so much of my energy to these energy vampires, to these people that were just taking from me and not putting back in that I garnered a lot of self-doubt. I didn't give myself any credit for anything. I started to feel fucking stupid. I started to feel like I didn't know myself. Like I was giving bad advice. Like I was giving dull advice. Like I maybe what I think actually is a bad idea. Like don't do what I say actually. I don't know why you came to me in the first place. What? What? That's not who I am. But there came a point four years in to these friendships and relationship that also kind of came in a package, must I say, that I began to get so insecure. I was not only insecure, I was fucking insecure and mute. Therefore, I stopped posting on social media. I stopped doing my job. I stopped responding to people. I overthought my text messages. This is still something I do to this day. I was so energy vampires and there's no blame. There's no blame. Always, as I say over and over again, there's no blame for energy vampire. There's no blame for anyone's um, habits and life, but your own. So I could have got myself out of the situation sooner and I fucking didn't. So now I'm analyzing and assessing. I'm aware I'm waking up. I'm like, oh my fucking God, I'm depleted. And I, I think it's the person I'm around. So I began to feel weak in my voice. Like I didn't have a voice, like what I said didn't matter. And so internally I just started to, I became like my own military on the inside. I I, I became really quiet and understood that the only way out of this is through. I've got myself in a situation where I don't know anything. I don't feel like I can help myself, but I can. I know I can. I know I can. I know I can. My spirit is still there. I know anything is possible. And whoever's listening, if you've ever felt that, if you've ever felt like you have fucking nothing in your life left, like you are a piece of shit, you're not worthy of anything, you don't know what to do with yourself, you don't have any good talents, you maybe don't have a degree, like you are capable of whatever the fuck you want to do. You are capable of whatever the fuck you want to do. You are capable of whatever the fuck you want to do. Don't forget these words. Another way that you can recognize a friend as an energy vampire is if they use the term we a lot. Again, I said and will stand by the number one way to tell if a person is an energy vampire or not is codependency. If this person is codependent, run, motherfucker, run, 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 run. Also, back, um, backspace, backfire, what, um, fire in the hole, if fire in the toilet, if um, you are ever your fucking therapist to your partner, run. If you are your therapist to your partner, run. I was my therapist to my partner and I didn't run. Fuck, I wish I would have, but I didn't run. And so when I go to London in April with this other person, um, this person was just not a good person for me to lean on. Like the person I went to London with, the person I thought that I could depend on after my relationship, they weren't healthy either, but I didn't know the signs of an energy vampire. Number one, codependency. Um, number two, they don't think that big. Like people who are energy vampires, they don't, they don't think really big. Like they don't think really far ahead. They don't plan their future super far ahead. They think they plan for really um, traditional basic things to happen. And then they tell everyone about it when it doesn't happen. Um, another thing I'm just going to go ahead and say is they have bad hygiene. They, not just one person. I'm talking about like four or five people I know that are energy vampires that don't have good hygiene. Red flags, codependency, 
not future planners, they probably don't brush their teeth that much. And pack mentality is where these people come from. And I swear it's all one fucking city in Oklahoma. If you know the toxic city in Oklahoma I'm talking about, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So I had to get these people out of my fucking life because my partner was just using the shit out of me. Sorry, again, wish him well. Using the shit out of me, though. Being so depleted of energy. Didn't know how to fucking take care of myself. I blame myself. And then there's, I had some friends that kept saying, we, no, this is what we do. And I'm over here like a fucking baby bird, like taking anything they fucking feed me because I'm a, I'm basically a mental ward patient of my own mental hospital. And I've just come out of the fucking mental ward, like beat and battered. And I'm like, anyone help me? Someone help me. And then I get fed this toxic even more toxic behaviors and situations. And I'm like, fuck, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. I need some help. So to make a long story short, here's what you're going to do to get your sparkle back. You're not going to trust anyone. And that's just how it probably is already naturally. You probably already don't trust that many people. You probably don't even trust yourself that much. So what are you going to do? You're going to get some doctors. You're going to get some doctors and you're going to find one to two family members, and one friend, maybe if that. You don't even need family and friends. You just need the doctors. This is what I did. So come um, June of this year, after exiting the London situation, after exiting um, the relationship, I was like, I'm not going to see or talk to anyone until someone can diagnose me and tell me the actual help I need because I just need help. I just need help. And that's where this gets really real too, because when you get out of toxic relationships, toxic situations, and you're seeking help, like that's all you're fucking looking for is help, like a fucking baby to help you wipe your fucking ass. I'm serious. Like it, it's that human. It's that human. So to get your sparkle back, number one, you have to have awareness. You have to recognize these people. And I might even recommend Again, getting the little notes app out in your phone and making a note titled energy or something like that. And maybe like every time after you hang out with someone, just log your energy. Just kind of see where these people leave you. Also, maybe see where you are in your menstrual cycle so that you don't blame anyone. We don't want that to happen. That can happen. But just start to take fucking note. Start to take note. If you don't feel good about your life right now, if there's something, like if you're just dragging, it could be the people around you. I hate to say it, but it could be the people around you. Doctors, you need a therapist. You need a therapist and there are lots of ways to get a free therapist. I don't really know in this exact moment. There are lots of ways. I don't know. I'll help on another episode maybe. Therapy. Get in therapy get in therapy, get in therapy. Spend time alone. Not too much time alone, but spend time alone. Learn what your boundaries look like. What are your boundaries? Can you be around this person or can you not? How long can you be around this person? Is this person beneficial to your overall mental health? Probably not. <laughs> um, books. Books. Honestly, books, TV shows, influencers. I know it sounds dorky as shit, but they all became my best friends. I joke about Love Island, but it, I joke about it because it's the longest fucking TV show ever. Therefore, you get to know all the characters really well. Therefore, you get to um, you get to have some sort of consistency in your life of nothingness. <laughs> and that's what it kind of feels, that low laugh. That's what it feels like. It, you, you feel like even just having TV shows that remind you of you. It doesn't matter if they're shitty fucking reality TV shows. Do they make you happy? Do it. Stop letting the outside 
judgment and do whatever do whatever you fucking can to just make yourself happy and start to take note of what makes you happy so books tv shows influencers like i said um if you do have a family member just one or even two tell them fucking everything everything you have to tell someone everything and i know that's the scariest thing to do but you're choosing to tell them for a reason and they likely love you so so they're going to accept you i didn't drink much alcohol probably like at all this year i've not even had like 10 glasses i mean I probably have like 10 that's probably it like all year but don't drink that much it's just not good for you don't go out that much don't post a lot I don't know. I, I'm giving you advice to get your sparkle back. That's what I'm doing. And I think to get your sparkle back, you have to go really, really, really far inwards and feel that fucking glitter in your chest. Sing in the shower. You want to feel excited to wake up again. You want to fucking crack a joke and not be embarrassed that you might have just said something super fucking wrong. Like finding your sparkle again is feeling the glitter, is communicating clear. I say that every time is clear communication. Um, it's sporadic ADHD in the middle of the night, maybe screaming fucking freedom by George Michael in the middle of the night just because you can. Like that is getting your sparkle back because before you wouldn't have energy to do that or before you might have been around someone who would judge your singing voice. No, that's just rude. Hi guys, I'm listening back to what I just recorded. So we're gonna redo this outro real quick because I recognize that I did not tell you really about the bloody fist and the panic attack in London. What I was trying to get at this entire episode is I ate what they served. I know that's a metaphor I use, but it's the truth. So I ate what they served when they served the toxicity and they thought they were helping me. <laughs> like, dumb. I was just being dumb, but I wasn't being purposefully dumb. I was being like empty dumb. Like I didn't, ha I didn't know. I just needed food to fill my body. Does that make sense? Kinda. So when I go to London in April, and I promise this will be the last time for at least half a second or at least an episode that we stop talking about London. In fact, this is a follow-up to the last episode. And there came a point where the food I was filling my body with was just explosive. <laughs> it was explosive, not in the diarrhea or the word vomit way. It was explosive in the bodily reactions way. I've only had like real panic disorder, panic attacks, like less than 10 times in my life. Um, and that is a, it's hard to talk about. It's just like actually one of the hardest things to talk about because when you are like basically not in control of your body because of these like panics. So what happens is I have a panic attack in the middle of London due to being surrounded by a bunch of energy vampires and not knowing um, my limits, not knowing how to draw boundaries, not being respected in my communication, and I exploded. But I exploded in the fist meets brick way. I punched a brick wall like three times. Um, in front of people while screaming in the middle of London, my favorite city in the entire world, on my last day there because I didn't feel fulfilled and what I went there to do. Um, and again, no blame to anyone but myself because I was just doing my best, but I didn't have the tools I really had or have now to really do my best. I think the beginning of this podcast is really just 
trying to figure out what tools we need to have under our belt to not be bothered, like to do our job efficiently, to recognize the toxicity and put like a plexiglass between you and the toxicity. I mean, you can wave at them, you can say hi to them, but goddamn, that boundary is strong and they're going to try to break it. They're going to try to break it over and over and over again. And in fact, they are going to, when you draw the boundary with a energy vampire, that's a completely different episode because when you draw a boundary with an energy vampire and they don't respect you, that's when you just cut off communication. 100%. No more ever again. They didn't respect you. You stay around them. You're going to (laughs) die. I know that's so drama and like that's so dramatic of me to say and all I can think about is mean girls, but it's like so true. I don't even like, I'm trying to not like giggle because narcissism is awful. Being around energy vampires, it's awful. It's not just the toxic friend that is in all these weird situationships. It is, it's, it's people that you love that are disguised as energy vampires. Or it's not people you love that are disguised as energy vampires. It's just people who are unhealed. That's what an energy vampire is. An energy vampire is an unhealed person who projects their trauma onto you all the fucking time. They trauma dump on you all the time. They are obsessed with themselves. They're obsessed with their life. They're obsessed with their way of thinking. And as an empath, you think you can fix them. You think that they're going to get better. You think that this is just a moment in time. No, it's not. It's not a moment in time. That's who they are. Their unhealed trauma has manifested into their personality, into their characteristics, into their hobbies, into their habits, into their friendships, into their relationships. And that's where they get their energy. So... We just have to stay away from energy vampires. Another, like an actual, I don't know if the actual term honestly is energy vampires or emotional vampires. Because when I actually Googled emotional vampires, that came up with a lot more like um, clinical research, clinical, yeah, a lot more proper research. So energy vampires, emotional vampires, stay the fuck away from them. The only vampire I want in my life, maybe in my body, is is Edward fucking Cullen, okay? I hope you have a great week. Not every episode is going to be so self-help and um, pitiful, but this is just what I went through. This is my truth, and I hope it helps someone else. Like, that's the only reason why I'm really doing this. I hope this helps someone else to not feel so fucking alone because I felt so fucking alone. Um, yeah. All right. Anyways, I hope you have a great day. Um, please don't forget to rate and review. That would mean so much to me. I even put little polls on some of the episodes. So go engage with that. If you want to, if you love me, if you don't love me, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, should I start a YouTube? Should I I start YouTube? 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 Did someone say YouTube? All right. Love you. Bye.